0: what up mother flockers welcome to the flock nfl podcast by the fans for the fans on the line with me i got massey how you doing flockers Again, they can't hear you. They will never answer you back. And then I also have Ray (laughs) Ray Ray Ray. What's up, man?
1: What's up, Flockers Just taking the drink to training camp beginning.
0: Oh, we are getting excited. Training camp is kicking off for 30 teams this week. The other two teams started last week on this episode of the Flock NFL podcast. We will be going over the changing of the guard and seeing what playoff teams will miss the playoffs after making next year. We'll do our positional series breakdown on the best non-pass rushing linebacker, and then we will get into some of our listener questions, and then finally, we will break down the NFC South, where we all pick Jameis Winston to be horrible yet again. So, let's go ahead and kick off on a somber note, though. Unfortunately... This last week, Tony Sperano passed away at the age of 56 due to heart disease. He had a heart attack, and he was most recently the uh, offensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings, but before that, he was head coach of the Dolphins. Do either of you guys have any thoughts on that, Massey?
2: Yeah, he was also, for a brief time, uh, intern head coach for the Raiders, I believe, after Tom Cable got fired in midseason. Yes. So... It's a really sad situation. Um, My condolences to his family and friends. Um, He was a Cowboys coach from 2003 to 2007, so had a little bit of experience with him coaching the Cowboys, uh, offensive line and tight ends. He was an assistant head coach for one year. A really good guy from what I remember of him being with the Cowboys. I didn't know him personally, obviously, but just really highly regarded, highly talked about by the players and the coaching staff. So, It's a really tough situation. I wish his family the best through this difficult period.
1: Just condolences to his family and friends. Sad situation, and hate to see it. And league lost a good person.
0: Yeah, it's obviously tragic. It's such a young age—fifty-six. He's younger than my father. Um, The one thing I'll always remember him for is his team the dolphins the year before he took over with Cam Cameron went 1 and 15 and the patriots went 16 and 0 the very next year he came and took over the dolphins and he won the division It's the only time in the last 15 years that the patriots didn't win the division and it was because Sperano came up with, you know, at the time, the wildcat, which no one in the league had really seen for decades and decades, but there was some college experience. So he was quite the innovator and leaned on his people to give him ideas. Took the league, um, took the league by storm. Did. Oh, absolutely. May, made Ronnie Brown relevant again.
1: That's yes, true. this is very true. So
0: um, props to you, Tony Sperano. We'll, we'll pour one out for you tonight, my friend. Um. But moving on, changing of the guard, Ray-Ray, what playoff team from last year do you think will miss the playoffs this
1: year? Well, I don't think it comes as a surprise. I will say the Kansas City Chiefs. Just keep it short. Just keep (sighs) it short, new quarterback. I still believe they're going to finish last in the division, Um, mainly because of Patty Mahomes and that horrible defense. So, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. I know I'm gonna anger some fans here, but it is what it is. Kansas Let's be City honest. Chiefs. The, the Chiefs fans have always hated you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always hated me. Even <laughs> when I say good things, they hate me. So <laughs> what good thing have you said about the Chiefs? Um, I don't remember one. I've said some good things about the Chiefs, about individual players. <laughs> okay. Once once upon a time. I respect the, the- I respect the good players. I re- like I respect yeah. the team. They just can't win the Super Bowl. They don't know yeah. how to win. I,
0: I think at one point you may have said that Tony Gonzalez guy is okay at tight end. <laughs> no, I never said high that. was your for them. <laughs> that was it. That's all you could get away with. You you just hate the Chiefs. But I hell. did
1: go. I, I do. I did go on a long tangent of Tyreek Hill one time on Fox. <laughs> a long tangent. Oh, yeah. I, well,
0: with his past, I can understand yeah. that. Yep. Okay.
1: Any specific reason you
0: see them missing the playoffs besides Patrick Mahomes?
1: I mean, they have one of the worst defenses in football. They, they've lost. I, I know he wasn't the same player, but Derek Johnson was a leader on the team. Um, they've lost Marcus Peters. They get Eric Berry back. Eric Berry is one of the best safeties in the league, and I'm um, one of the only Chiefs I Chiefs actually root for, actually. Um, so hope, if he can stay healthy, he'll help improve. But the defense isn't going to scratch the top 20. Um, and then you just have a quarterback that has turnover issues in college, and is a first-time starter, and he's face, he he's gonna have to face um, three of the best tandems throughout his you know six games in this year facing um, Bruce Irvin, Khalil Mack, Ingram, and Joey Bosa, and Vaughn Miller, and Bradley Chubb. So it'll be it'll be tough for him with who he has to play in the division let alone their schedule. I mean, the first four games are are rough. They're going to – I mean, I can't – they're, they're going to probably go 0-4 the first four, four games. So,
0: mm. yeah. Well, well,
1: Chiefs fans, don't be afraid to clap
0: back at Ray. Give them some crap online. Let them know your thoughts and tell him why his Broncos will finish last in the division again. <laughs> Massey, <laughs> what team do you think that made the playoffs last year is going to miss out this year? The team
2: that I'm picking is the team that actually beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, and that is the Tennessee Titans. I just we've, we've already talked about the AFC South in previous podcasts. If you haven't heard that one, please go back, listen to that podcast. You'll have our breakdown on it and what we each think about who's going to win the division. Obviously, I didn't choose the Titans to win the division. They just it the division is just too tough right now. I don't see them. You know, the division got better. Um, Houston obviously gets Deshaun Watson back So they're going to be tougher It's just going to be I don't see them battling um, With either Houston Or the Jaguars I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with them And in the, the wild card spots There's there's other teams that are good um, Throughout the AFC The AFC is not, not great this year It's actually fairly weak compared to the NFC But I just don't see them I think they're going to barely miss out on that last wild card spot. So I, I just – I see them taking a step back this year.
0: Now, I agree. And when I was looking for myself to see what team I thought was going to miss, I, I did think about the Titans. And I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I'll let you make that argument. I've looked at the Chiefs for a moment, but the AFC is just so weak to me. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to count the Chiefs out. I mean, who else is going to step up and take those wild cards? The Bills might not have Shady McCoy, which looks like I'm going to be wrong on that one. And then Tennessee is not that great either. Uh, My team is actually in the NFC South, which we are covering this week. So I'm going to save that for last. We'll we'll go over that as we get into the divisions more. But that brings us up to the positional series. Who is the best non-pass rushing linebacker for the 2018-2019 season? Now, Massey, before mm-hmm. we go on to that, though, what was last week's poll on the best position?
2: Last week's poll was on the best linebacker
0: who was a pass correct. rusher. pass rusher. Yeah, correct. or defensive end, correct? correct? And Massey, who did you take in that poll? I took Khalil Mack. Ray Ray, you've taken that poll.
1: Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP.
0: Either of you gentlemen care to tell me who
1: won that poll? Don't care. It's Ooh, a, it was rigged. sounds like it, it was, wasn't Von Miller. It was absolutely rigged. It was rigged. Something it I was rigged? Yep. No, I would have no, ac- no. accepted Khalil Mack. I would have accepted Von Miller. Out there, yeah. I think the flockers out there
0: listen to the podcast, listen to the arguments that we presented ourselves and did the right thing. Do you know that not only did Joey Bosa win the poll for best – rushing linebacker defensive end for this upcoming season he beat khalil mack and von miller combined insane yeah combined
1: like i said we have some secret ch- uh charger fans combined and it not even
0: close
1: that's the most insane thing uh that's ever... that's the that's the worst poll yeah there was that was the like, worst yeah. poll result it really was like in all honesty Cleo Mack would be complete completely understand that. Completely I wouldn't have argued. I could, it, have, whatever. I, I
2: could have I could have I could have uh, seen a, a Miller and be like, okay, but to say Joey Bosa I think, have the best. I think people season. just forgot about last year, completely disregarded last year and just decided yeah. to look only at his rookie year. I
0: think oh, yeah. you know, I went back and listened to the podcast and I remember Ray making the mistake of saying I'm not even going to argue against Joey Bosa. I'm just going to argue against Toledo. It, it wasn't a mistake. You said it was that. Saying,
2: yeah, it wasn't a it mistake. Was, it was like a, he's not even worth being in this argument. Well, exactly. obviously is- he
0: was because I argued it much better because of the last five polls we've done on the positional ser- series, the Flockers have agreed with me four out of five times, guys. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to make it a little bit easier so that you guys can win this week. Uh, uh, I will uh. let you guys pick the same player this week if you want.
2: And that way <laughs> oh, you have a chance okay. to actually That's get one running. what's happening. Right.
0: So we'll see what's up with the poll this week. I'll throw it up there now. Ray Ray, why don't you kick us off? Who is the best non-pass rushing linebacker for the 2018
1: season? Luke Kuechly. Luke Kuechly, he's been the best non-pass rushing linebacker ever since, I mean, Patrick Willis retired. What did you say? Um, you know, NFL defense player of the year. He can do it all. Um, he can he can play coverage, stop the run. There's nothing he can't do. And it's just will to win. I mean, it's, it's Luke Ke- Ke- Keekly. No other – nothing else to say about him. Massey, I think you might be saying the same guy maybe?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I – there's just no other person really to to argue. It's, it's got to be Luke Keekley. He's an absolute beast. He's all over the field. He does everything. He is the highest rated. If you're looking at pro football focus overall grades, he is the highest rated linebacker um, since 2006, even higher than Patrick Willis was when he played. Last year, he was number one. He's just, he's just, he does everything. And he does everything well. Um, ex- I mean, he even pass rushes a little bit when he, when he gets called on it. It's, he's just the best in every way. I, I mean, I wanted to argue Sean Lee because when Sean Lee is healthy, I think Sean Lee can be as good as anybody. But Sean Lee is not healthy a lot, obviously. So when you're just going, you got to go through health. Um, I know Keekley had the one year where he missed. But other than that, like he's just – he's been a beast.
1: Is it uh is it overreaction Tuesday to say that as long as Luke Keekley continues his uh career trajectory that we're looking at another Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis um type linebacker, type middle linebacker? I don't think so. Dear I god, matter. I think you have a man crush. I
0: think no, he already I don't. is
1: I, I mean be- when when he when a line when a middle linebacker is regarded as the best like like, no one argues he's the best middle linebacker except for you today. So, yeah, but I'm going to argue it
0: and win the <laughs> argument. And that's what you don't realize. Okay. You both said Luke Kuechly, and he was Defensive Player of the Year five years ago. You, you left that part out. Five years ago. Five years Four years ago. Time. Four years ago. I 2013, can do math. For you. I know you don't it's do math. 2018 now.
1: It's 2014, Defensive Player of the Year.
0: I have it in front of me, but that's fine.
1: That's fine. <laughs> 2013, he was Defensive Rookie of the Year. No.
0: No, no, 2012 was his rookie year. So, but moving on, that's fine. But Massey, you brought up my point for me. You said you thought about arguing Sean Lee because you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. But what was the reason you lost? Well, Not Sean... because I was a Cowboys fan, but because oh, okay. oh, Sean Lee's great. When he went healthy. Sean Lee Sean Lee is great. But what's the asterisk by Sean Lee's name? Injuries. When healthy. Guess what? Luke Keekley when healthy, same thing. The guy I'm going with, Bobby Wagner, absolute beast, has missed only one game in the last three seasons for the Seattle Seahawks, has had more tackles every single year than Luke Kuechly. Luke Kuechly hasn't had the last three years. Luke Kuechly hasn't had an 80-tackle season in the last three years. You know what else he hasn't had in the last three years? He hasn't had a 16-game season in the last three years. He missed time last year the year before that, and the year before that. What magic potion do you think he's going to take this year to stay on the field so that he can stay healthy enough to be the best linebacker in the league?
1: Well, the, the, the targeting rule, maybe will help keep him from getting concussions, Now,
0: <laughs> Maybe. And, you know,
1: we, we joke, and
0: concussions, obviously, you know. Concussions locker, are horrible. Concussions and very serious. I get that. But he had a concussion each of the last three seasons and he's had surgery on his right shoulder twice in the last three seasons. The man can't stay healthy. He's not going to play 16 games this year. It's not but, happening. But
1: let's just let's just if he um, healthy, Luke Keekley, can you will you agree is better than a healthy Bobby Wagner?
0: You know what? It seems
1: like you're basing yours I, just on the fact that. Luke no, Keekly here's what I'm
0: injured. basing on. I haven't seen a healthy Luke Keekley in three years. It's a what have you done for me lately league.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. In the last three years, every year, uh, Luke Keekley still graded out better than Bobby Wagner went on the field. And guess exactly. what? In 2015, Luke Keekley's Luke Luke PFF grade in 2015 was 98.1. 98.1. That's pretty unbelievable. Guess what Bobby Wagner's was? Well, 79. 79. Okay. Not even that's that's below average.
1: That's 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 my college GPA right there. Yeah, that's below <laughs> average, man.
2: Like, I, I get it. I like Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is the second highest rated cor- uh, linebacker since 2006. He's a very good player, but he's not on the level of Luke Kuechly. He had a
0: down season that year, but you know what? Keekley had 71 tackles last year.
1: Bobby Wagner is Wagner be had the 97.
0: He's Wagner, out there,
1: he's doing it. He's not even gonna be the second best middle linebacker this year. It's, it's possible, man. Deion, Deion hey, Jones would be a better linebacker than me.
0: Hey, Deion Jones is up and coming, but you know what? Deion Jones is going to stay on the field. Luke Keekley can't stay on the field. Bobby Wagner has the hardware. Okay. He's been on the first team all pro several times, just like Keekley has. And I realize okay. this, but Keekley won't be healthy this year. Okay. okay. It's You're, not happening. Like we can't you, forecast injuries. You, you can't. But here's the thing. Okay. Yeah, you. <laughs> you can say there's a trend in injuries, he's missed time. Each of the last three seasons for a concussion, he's missed time. Each of the two of the last three seasons for a shoulder injury. I've, I, okay, you know, I'll throw up craft beer bet right now because we bet alcohol on the flock. I bet you he'll miss injury time with either a concussion or a shoulder injury this year. I'm
1: not, I'm not, oh, I'm not over, injuries, over, injuries. hold on, over.
0: Yeah, that bad. Poor taste. Never mind.
1: Yeah, I'm not betting. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not betting injuries.
2: But here's the thing: one of your, 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 your besides your injury issue, your. Biggest argument is tackles. Oh, he yeah, had this many tackles compared to this many. Tackles. Do you know? Can, do you know the top five people in the NFL in tackles last year? Can you name them? I'll, I'll, I'll name I them. Can. Preston Brown was number one. Do you even know who he plays for? Blake Martinez was number two. Joe Schobert was number three. Dion Jones number three, and Christian Kirksey was number five. Okay, three of those, three of those five people. If you would just pull the the flock, three of those five people wouldn't even know what team they played for. Tackles are good.
0: Was Preston on the Browns? Preston Brown is yes, on the Browns. That's See? See? You said I wouldn't know, and I know. Google will tell you a lot. <laughs> Google will tell you a lot. No, I actually <laughs> didn't Google it because I didn't catch his last name. I just assumed no, the Browns I'm sorry. were always on defense. I'm sorry. Preston Brown is on the Bills. I apologize. My, my, my apologies. That's fine. But, hey, look, that's not my only argument. Bobby Wagner's been – First-team All-Pro each of the last two seasons. Luke Kuechly has not. Uh, he was first-team All-Pro uh, last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I said both seasons. Well, I mean, so. he, had a, he had a
2: major injury in 2016. I mean, I'm not going to fault him for having a major injury. He had a, he had a... I'm not
0: going to fault him for having a major injury, but I'm not going to sit here and think I, he's the perfect picture of health and it's going to be great this season. He's not, but he played – I, I played... take him out for the same reason you took Sean Lee out. He played...
2: No, Sean Lee is – consistent. Sean Lee's only all consistently every year is going to miss games. I don't think Luke Kuechly is. He's had three, se- he had three seasons where he didn't miss any games. Last year, he only missed one game. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying, oh, this guy's for sure, for sure injury prone. I'm not saying that this guy's for sure, for sure injury prone. So I think that he could have a healthy season again. And when healthy, when on the field, Luke Kuechly is the best pass uh, linebacker. That's not a pass rusher who's just playing lineback- the traditional linebacker position.
0: All right, well, Flock, Ray, do you have any last words on this?
1: No, we're good. It's That's key, fine.
0: Too. Well, Flock, four out of the last five weeks, you've agreed with me. Even last week, Joey Bosa... Got more votes than Bond Miller and Khalil Mack combined. What'd you Obviously, offer Von them on Miller's... the side, by the way? Obviously, Bond Miller isn't that good. Even Ray Ray's wife went against him. <laughs> no, she changed that. That was an error. What'd you offer them on the side, yeah. Matt, to go Joey no, it's Bosa? Because he, it's because Nothing compared adamant. to what Ray Ray offered
1: Hillary. He, he, thre-
0: on the side. he threatened to ban them. He threatened to, give... he's yeah, threatened exactly. to ban them. He threatened to ban yeah. them. That's why he's exactly. winning. Exactly. We'll, we'll throw this poll up on the flock, and we'll see what they say. And of course, if you wanna to add to the conversation, you think Deion Jones or Anthony Barr or someone else is in there, that's fine. Add them to the conversation. Let's see what the people say. Cause this is for the fans, by the fans. But this brings us up to our listener questions. First one is from Steve. What first round rookie do you think will be the biggest flop or bust? Ray Ray, your thoughts?
1: Josh Allen. Um Josh Allen I thought was uh was a fringe first round draft pick to begin with. Um I think his arm talent enamored people and made people overlook his accuracy issues and his poor play against elite talent. Um I mean when he when he played the top the top uh college um teams, the two, two division one teams, he faltered miserably. So um yeah, Josh Allen. He he'll he'll be a bust he'll be a bus this year, that's for sure.
0: Okay, there you go, uh, Matthew. Do you care to echo in any of his statements? You guys have been agreeing a lot this podcast.
2: <laughs> Josh Allen is a very good pick. He, I thought about him quite a bit when looking at this. Uh, looking at this question, obviously, I think Josh Allen is going to be a flop. But the biggest flop, in my opinion, is going to be Colton Miller, the Raiders' pick at fifteen. I've, I've talked about this guy before, a few times about how bad he is. He's just—I get it. I—he has—he's—he's he's a good size guy for a tackle. He's long, he has bulk, you know, but he—he's not very strong. He doesn't have lower body strength. Doesn't get movement in the run game. Doesn't push his man off the line. He's not a very—he doesn't give good lateral movement. He's not very good at moving around and block pass blocking. Like I said uh, before, Josh Allen had. Two, two. I mean, Josh Rosen last year got injured twice last year just because Colton Miller blew his blocking assignment, and he's the he's the he's the left tackle, blindside tackle. Like that's that's his job. He's supposed to protect the blindside. He couldn't get it done in college. What what do you think is going to happen in the NFL? Especially look at Ray's already mentioned that pass rush lineup in the in the AFC West, and I mean. You, get, you yeah, got will have to face Justin Houston. He'll have to face Justin Houston. He'll have to – if Vaughn Miller and Chubb, they switch around, which they probably will. He'll have to face them. He's probably going to play right tackle, so he might be going against – to start off his career, so he might be going against Von Miller most of the time. That's going to be yeah. ugly. That is going to be ugly, and it's just going to go downhill. It's, it's like a snowball effect. It starts off bad and going downhill and just gathers and gathers and gets worse and worse. This guy is an awful pick. And I don't know how long he's going to be starting in the NFL. And they, I mean, they reached for him. That's the worst thing. They reached, they probably could have got this guy in the second round as the pick they were picking.
1: Like, I, I, I just, I don't get it. I just like your pick because it's an AFC West um, division rival. And also that Denver won't, probably won't have the worst right tackle in the division anymore. No, they so won't. That makes me feel better. But, well, if he starts,
0: we don't know how much playing time Colton Miller is actually going to get. He has to go prove him. Self in training camp, but we'll see what happens. If you pick somebody at fifteen and they don't win the starting job, that's
2: an issue. Yeah.
0: Oh well, most cases I agree, unless you have a quarterback that you want to study under a guy for. Yeah, no. Outside quarterback, I'll give that exception.
2: Outside a quarterback, I agree, but any other position, I'm not going to agree with.
0: No, Um, personally, I agree with both your picks. I don't think either of them were good draft picks, but I'm going with the absolute biggest bust. In the first round, I'm going with Leighton Vander Esch of the Dallas mm. Cowboys. Oh, wait, wait. there's got to be something for a homer alert on this one.
2: There's got to be something for a homer alert on this. Come
1: on. Uh, no, nah, I'm
0: just messing with you. I actually really like that draft pick. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew you
1: had to be because it's, like, it's a good draft pick. There's no way he's serious right now. No, <laughs> I, I,
0: I wanted He was one of the guys I wanted for the Eagles if he'd laugh at that loud. But because they almost... picked very last because they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have the chance at them.
2: I, I almost broke our cuss roll here, man. I almost went off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Actually, you know, when I looked over the first round draft picks, realistically, 40 to 50% of them are going to be a bust anyways. I know it. You know it. That's how it goes. I could make an argument for a lot of these guys. I agree with you both on Allen and Miller. I wanted to throw shade at Saquon Barkley, but I think he's going to be talented, just a bad draft pick. But when in doubt, go with the same guy that the Cleveland Browns pick. Baker Mayfield is going to be a bust. Absolutely. He was seen as a late first, early second round talent right when the college season ended. Then all of a sudden he somehow skyrocketed his way all the way up to the draft board to number one with the Cleveland Browns. And he got the Drew Brees comparisons. Just because someone is short does not make them Drew Brees. It doesn't. I'm sorry, Browns fan. I'm not going to say fans. It's not plural because there's probably only one of you out there. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Browns fan. Baker Mayfield is a bust. Absolutely. Either of you guys
1: agree with me? Absolutely. Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Why not, Ray Ray? Um, you know what? I don't have any like – Logical reasoning for it, other than that, he just. I don't know. he's just. I see him as a winner. He has. He has good accuracy. He doesn't have an extremely strong arm, but he has a strong enough arm. And I don't know. I I watched a lot of interviews with him, and there's just something about him. And the I mean the fact that he went on the Colin Cowherd show, knowing he's going to get dogged and win on the show, just I know said something about him. Most people. Most people don't go on a live television show. Most players won't go on a live television show just to get dog. Hey, you you know what? So I give him props on that. So I give him props on that. There's something about that that just tells me that he he was great
0: on that show. He really was. He he showed he knew what he was talking about with Cowherd. He gained a lot of my respect. And I will 100% listen to Baker Mayfield's radio show in about three, four years. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you, you say he's a winner, but it, tell that to Georgia when he absolutely collapsed and absolutely just was a shell of himself against that Georgia defense in the second half. It, that, that, that loss is on him. He was awful in the second half. He col- totally collapsed, man.
0: And honestly, he's a Big 12 QB. It's not yep. like he was playing a lot of tough competition during the season.
2: They, they feed off of the four defenses in the Big 12, man.
1: Uh, That's true. That's true, but still, we'll see. We'll see. There's just something about them.
0: That's just me. Our next listener question comes from Mike. Mike wants to know what training camp battle are we most looking forward to? Massey, which one are you looking
2: forward to the most? This might come as a surprise to you guys, but the training camp battle I am most looking forward to is – Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson. Oh, wow. this you've been hating on Lamar, too. Yeah, you've been hating
1: on us for liking Lamar. Yes,
2: and it has nothing at all to do with me thinking Lamar Jackson's a good enough quarterback or that Lamar Jackson is seriously going to, like, blow everybody away and be like, hey, we have to start this guy. It's 100% because the media and the fans won't shut up about Lamar Jackson. So they're going to constantly, constantly be feeding into every little thing that Lamar Jackson does. It's going to be a big show. Every single thing that Joe Flacco does wrong, it's going to be a big show. And they're constantly going to be feeding Lamar Jackson needs to start because he's the exciting guy. Joe Flacco's the boring quarterback. So the the fans and the media, they're all going to be clamoring for Lamar Jackson to be the starter they're all going to be saying hey look at all this terrible stuff that joe flacco's doing look at all this great stuff that lamar jackson's doing and i just i i'm really excited to look forward to it and really pay attention to it to so say actually not be and look at it and say wow joe flacco's really outplaying this guy
0: so you want to watch it just to hate on a guy that ray and i like exactly that's I'll pretty much. No, no.
2: <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with your guys' opinion on him and everything to do with my opinion on him. He, he's not going to be a very good quarterback. And, okay. the, and the media is hyping him up to be the next Michael Vick, and he's not. He, he might have the athletic ability. Uh, he might have the athletic ability of Michael Vick, but he doesn't have the arm of Michael Vick. Not even close. He doesn't have, I mean, Michael Vick wasn't accurate as a quarterback, and Lamar Jackson's not even as accurate as
0: Mike Vick. Yeah, but you're still comparing a guy who hasn't thrown past an NFL game yet to a guy who's one of the most exciting players in the NFL. So let's oh, I let's he, give him a little bit of breathing room.
2: Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> Lamar is going to be exciting because of his running ability. I've already said that. I think Lamar is going to bring a dimension to where, like Vick did, where he can run around and make some crazy plays. And that's what everybody – that's what the news is waiting for. That's what the fans are waiting for. That's what everybody's going to be clamoring for because Lamar Jackson's going to make 15 mistakes, but he's going to have this one ridiculous play where everybody's like, Oh, look what he did. And that one play is just going to overshadow
0: everything ever. All the bad stuff he's done. Who do you think is going to win um, that position battle? Joe Flacco. Okay. There you go. Massey. I mean, sorry, Ray Ray.
1: What's your position battle that you're watching? The Jets QB battle. Um, I think it is the most intriguing battle going in the training camp for one. You have Sam Darnold, the high prize, um, rookie, um, the, the future franchise guy, you got Josh McCown, the, the, yeah, Josh, the, the savvy veteran that isn't great, but can hold it down, has good moments. And then you have the comeback story of Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I just feel like those three guys, especially Teddy bridgewater being involved i'm just I'm just interested to see what happens i i want to see can can Donald start right away um, i want to see how he plays in preseason i want to see how bridgewater comes back can he come back because he 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 wasn't looking like he's going to be the next elite quarterback, but he's looking like he's going to be a, a solid quarterback before he went down mm-hmm. so i'm just I'm very intrigued by how this plays out and I, and I really hope. Um, I'm cheering for Bridgewater. I'm really hoping. I don't see him starting. Um, I see him maybe beating out McCown. Actually, I don't even see that just because McCown's a veteran. They're going to want a veteran for Donald. Um, so I just want to see Bridgewater do good and get a chance in another team. Just, you know, a good feel-good story. Kind of like where everybody would be cheering for Shazier once he's, when, if he's able to come back.
0: There you go. I think Luke McNown is a good voice in that QB room, whether they're just paying it to be an addition. Josh. Josh McNown. Not the brother, man. Hey, you guys finally got me on naming the wrong player name. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Finally.
2: I'll I'll drink to it. Well, step your game up, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, I will. Don't worry. (laughs) Who do you guys both see winning that Jets
1: battle? I, uh, I, I'm gonna say Darnold, just because of his talent. I think this is think he could come in right away and play. I don't, I don't think he's gonna be as good as McCown right away. But I think he's gonna be good enough for the Jets to say, let's just start, let's just go. Yeah, I think,
2: um, I think
1: Darnold is definitely
2: gonna be the starter. But right out of the gate, I think it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be McCown. I think they're going to go with the veteran just to just to give a feel, just to see how it's going to go. And he's a serviceable player. I mean, he's not going to wow anybody. He's, you know, but I think eventually give it like four or five games, maybe, and they're going to make the switch. They're, I mean, the switch is going to happen this year, whether it's in the beginning of the year, middle of the year, or late. I don't think it's going to be too late. Um, they're they're just going to say, hey, we're we're already out of it. We're not going to compete. So let's go ahead and uh, give the reins to the young guy, see what he can
0: do. And, uh, I, I think part of that will be Todd Bowles, the New York Jets head coach, in his fourth season, trying to hang on to his job to a certain extent. I think that's going to play a lot
1: with oh, yeah. what
0: he's doing with the quarterback. Cause he's going to want to try to keep his job because if he he doesn't have a solid season this year, he might be
1: gone. Sure. I think that would be a shame if they fire him. I know this is we 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 didn't mean to talk about this, but I mean the year he had when they went ten and six when they're supposed to be the, the worst team in football. And then last year, everyone said they're going to be the worst team in football, and they weren't. I think he's overachieved for that team with that roster. And I just think that would be a horrible decision for the Jets to fire him I think based you got a, on if they, they don't make the playoffs this year.
2: I think he got a good point, and especially with he's, I think he's overachieved as well with his I don't think he, he took over a team that was very talented and then now he's got he's got that pick. He's got that pick that he wanted. You got that franchise quarterback. Yep. Let him let him see what he could do with it. Give him another year. Give him this year. Let, let let's see what Darnold could do in his rookie year and then see what he could do a year after. If after next year they have two back to back bad years, then okay, I can see that. But Yeah. I yeah. think I think he I think he they need to give him two more years.
0: I, I agree with both of you. I really do. I just I don't know that they will. I think he's had a horrible roster to work with, and they're just slowly but surely trying to get it into place. So we'll see what happens there. My position of battle that I'm going to go with, I am going with the Arizona Cardinals QB spot. Um, It is down to two men realistically, although Mike Lennon thinks he may have a shot. He does not. Um, (laughs) you're, you're, You're going old news with Sam Bradford, we've all seen what he can do. And what he cannot do is stay healthy. He's got a little bit of Luke Keekley issues in him. Um, guy just can't stay on the field. But somehow, even after only playing two games last year for the Vikings, he got $20 million from the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. That and... dude's a
1: genius. That man, he is a genius. He just finds a way to make $20 million. doesn't I mean, matter. He's a con artist, but he is. Man. Has anyone in the league
0: done less, and got some paid more than he has? Saquon Barkley?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's just because he hasn't point. done it yet. Yeah, yeah I, uh, Al- I, got, Al- I got you. Albert
1: Hainsworth? I don't remember how much of his deal he got. A, he, but... had a, he had that
2: amazing year, though, at least, man. Was, well, I know it was, it was one
1: a... year, but it was an amazing yeah. year. Yeah. It's just after he signed the deal, he was Oh, he's he, awful. He, he he just quit.
2: Yeah. Literally quit.
1: But, yeah, But I
2: think you're right. I think you're right, Matt. I don't I, – I'm not sure anybody has done less to get so many big contracts as Sam Bradford. Not just one, but he's gotten multiple big contracts.
0: Well, he was the last quarterback to get that lush rookie deal before they changed the pace. But I think Josh Rosen has a good chance to unseat him. The head coach is obviously not afraid for his job because Steve Wilkes is on his first year with the job. Uh, He's coming in there. He has Bradford. He knows what he has in Bradford. But he's got to be intrigued by what Rosen can do on the field. He fell to them down at number 10. He's got some weapons there to work with. He still has Larry Fitzgerald, who's miraculously so still doing it his age, and David Johnson. The offensive line is getting a little bit better, and they're not expected to compete for the division. So I think that, that- Rosen has a good chance to unseat him. And when watching the tape on his college game, he was making quicker decisions than any other. QB is taken in the first round. He's the guy when you look at film that he stood out. You just didn't know if he could be the franchise QB because there was a lot of personality questions about him. But you, you uh, forgot you forgot the third guy, Mike
1: Lennon. No, the Gurney. The what? is always the Gurney because oh. Bradford's always injured. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the fourth <forced laughs> laugh. Forced laugh. <laughs> Please, don't edit that out. We want to leave jokes yes, in the yes, we, do we, we need this state. way. I'll, I'll leave it, the I'll leave Lockers. it No, Lockers. If he deletes it, be I, be will, tra- I, I will record it on my phone and page- post I'll, I'll it on it Facebook. Mark. I'll blame it on that. that was, yeah, that I'm was like, that third guy, thing. what you mean?
0: I mentioned Bradford <laughs> and Glennon. But we'll see who has the chance to start. And you know what? I'll tell you this. Even if Rosen doesn't win the starting jab, he will start some games for the Cardinals because Sam Bradford isn't going to do it for 16 games. Uh, no,
2: I, I think you made some solid points. Um, I will say that Sam Sam Bradford. I'm surprised he's not already injured. If he makes it, if he makes it through training camp, preseason games, it'd be a miracle. If I think if he's healthy, he's probably going to start week one. That's if. That's a big if. But if he starts week one or week two, he's probably getting injured. Rosen comes in. <laughs> don't count out Glennon, though. I'm telling you, don't count out Glennon. The only reason I say that is because mm-hmm. Rosen's, no, Rosen's no bill of health either. Rosen was injured in 2016 his junior year or, or sophomore or junior year. I'm not sure if he went to a full senior. Sophomore. Sophomore. Six, mixed six games with an inj- a shoulder injury. Came back his last year in college. Had missed games for two concussions. Two, he had two concussions throughout the year. Like – He's, he's not the perfect bill of health. So I could see Bradford going down, and this is very like the Arizona quarterback situation. The starter goes down, the backup goes down, and you're, you're playing the third string guy. That, it, it, can, it happened before in 2014 with the Arizona Cardinals. It could very well happen in 2018 with the Cardinals. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're one of the few teams in the league, I think only two of them and the Vikings. They had no returning quarterbacks this year. Byron yeah. Leftwich is their QB coach, and it was just basically him because they hadn't signed Bradford or Glenn yet, and they hadn't drafted <laughs> anybody. His QB I, meeting room was just himself playing around with plays.
2: I almost thought you were going to say Byron Leftwich is, uh, is on the roster because they, they do seem to sign really old quarterbacks.
0: <laughs> they do. Oh, no, no. They're just going to sign um, Luke and Josh McNown. They're going to get both covered, and if not, they'll add Cade McNown too. You <laughs> we went with all three there. There you go. all right but those are our listener questions this week as we said this is for the fans by the fans thank you mike and Steve, for your help and also special shout out to Jamin allen if you listened to our podcast last week he bet myself a craft beer that the packers will finish higher in the division well first in the division and the vikings will not and i took him up on that bet so if you guys have listener feedback or questions for us Throw it up on the Flock f- Facebook group so we can uh, get back at you and win some free beer.
2: Can I just uh, give a shout-out real quick?
0: No. Shout yeah, out. go ahead.
2: Shout-out to my boy Sam Daniel, who's – in I believe his father's name, no lie. His father's name is Jack Daniel, which is just awesome, by the way. That's amazing. Yep. So he just put up a poll on the Flock right now for which is the better O-line. <clears throat> The answers are the Broncos, Massey, oh. Massey, Stone, Matt, a Penguin, and a little girl, or <laughs> or it doesn't matter because the Broncos suck. Currently, right now, every vote has gone to it does not matter because the Broncos suck.
0: Hold on, hold on, <laughs> question. Do I get to pick the little girl? You can pick the little girl, man. All right, I'm picking that little girl from the movie Dodgeball who was obviously on HGH. Oh, that's a solid line, man. I'm I'm so, going
2: with her. That's a solid line right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sam's gonna be so mad after this podcast. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's not <nothing> the personal sam. <laughs> He's gonna be furious. <laughs> but, uh,
0: well, Flock, for the fan, by the fans. If the fans want it, we do it. But that is gonna bring us to our NFC South preview. Now, while breaking down this division, we each come up with different division winners, but we all came up with the same division loser. And let me take the suspense out of it. <gasps> the Bucks. Ray, oh, Ray, no
1: way. Yeah,
0: I know. Crazy. Why do you think Crazy. the Bucks are going to come in last?
1: Well, one, if they do the right thing, I don't think they'll be having Jameis Winston. Um, but and besides that, they. Still have one of the worst defenses in football. Jameis Winston, if he does when he does come back, he um he has not improved. He's been pretty much stagnant the last couple of seasons. And I don't think they have a good coach. So I mean couple that with a with one of the toughest divisions in football, it's they're easily gonna finish last. Too many distractions, too. Jameis Winston's just not a leader. Massey?
2: Yeah, Ray kind of put it put it out there. I mean, they're they're just not that great of a, a team all around. Not sold on anything they really did. I mean, they have the worst division in the in uh, they have the worst defense in the division in my opinion, and they have the worst offense in the division in my opinion. I just don't see how they can compete with the rest of the division. I agree they should cut Jameis Winston. I don't know if they're going to. They're probably not going to. They did ask. They did add some people. I mean, they added Jason Pierre Paul, but I mean, him and his hand and a half. I don't know how much it, that's going to be able to do outside of that. I mean, there's they they added, they added Bo Allen, but I don't think Bo Allen is really going to be a difference maker. So I just don't see anything that they did that really made me go, oh, wow, they they did all this. You know, they 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 had these great additions because they did not and We'll see what Jameis Winston does this year. I'm not sold on Jameis Winston as a good quarterback. Hopefully they cut him. They probably won't. So I, I just don't think they can compete with the rest of the teams. It has more to do – well, I was, I was going to say it has more to do with how good this division is, but it really doesn't. They're just not a good team. in team. Uh, no, when it comes to team. The, the rest of the NFC, yeah. Yeah,
0: not a good team. No, and I, I obviously agree with both of you. I have them finishing last. Um, most of Tampa is out on the team. Uh, They did, as you mentioned, they did kind of bolster their defensive line. They already had Gerald McCoy, who was a stud. They -hmm. only had two players with more than three sacks last year. So they went out and they got um, two guys from the Philadelphia Eagles. They got Bo Allen. They got Vinnie Curry. But Vinnie Curry is much more of a run-stopping defense fan than he was at getting the sacks. And they added uh, JP Three Fingers. I mean, JPP. Yes. <laughs> and they, they did draft Vita V in the first round, which I which, think was a waste.
2: You, you don't like Vita Vea? I don't
0: like Vita Vea for them. I, oh, thought okay. th- I thought trading down was smart. I thought bolstering your defensive line was smart. I don't think having Gerald McCoy going out and spending decent money on Bo Allen and then siding – Vitavea yeah. was smart. No. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I think Vitavea is a beast, but the, 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 the problem with him is Vitavea is he only plays hard on half the plays, so that was the knock on him. But he's a beast when and, he does
1: play. And Pac-12. I don't have an issue with the Pac-12. So, but I, I mean, on, I, I will give him props on paper. Like the roster, the front seven's really good. I mean, not really good, but they have two st- stud linebackers in Quan Alexander and Levante David. And yeah. you have Joe McCoy. So, I mean, they're not I, – I think it's almost a culture and a coach thing, too, that just prevents them from being good. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, that and they can't find it. Oh, yeah. my gosh, gosh. The wow. best second-round kicker of it, all time.
0: Uh, I mean, well, not only that. I was there last season at the game when they played the Patriots. And actually, they were kind of in that game somehow. And Nick Folk was just booed off the field oh, yeah. for missing his field goals that night. It was abysmal. I actually got to boo the Bucks with Bucks fan. And I felt <laughs> good about it. it, it I, I wasn't going to get beat up. Now this year when the Eagles play in Tampa and I go to the game and I boo, I I might get thrown out. Um, do either of you I don't think you're going to be doing much joke. booing, man. I think you're going to be doing a lot of cheering. I, yeah, I'll probably be doing a lot of boozing. How about <laughs> there that? You there you go. Um, I do like Ronald Jones, the rookie running back they grabbed in the second round. So yes.
2: yeah,
0: that's the, yeah that's their that's best a good pick, addition. Though. He's a, he's yeah.
2: a very good pick. Uh, I do think he's going to be he's an upgrade over their running backs. I think he'll be starting day one, obviously. So, but only, running backs can only do
1: so much. And just a uh, just a just a little fantasy tidbit sleeper um, Godwin. He might be a might be a good uh, good play late in the draft. Just adds up.
0: Hmm. Well there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We now know who Ray Stone is gonna take in the Flock NFL Fantasy Football League. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or he's giving out fake tidbits on who he's gonna there take you go. to trick others into taking. You'll them. never I've know. I've thought about
1: that too. You'll never know. That's no, what Matthew don't. Barry does. <laughs> yeah, he does.
0: <laughs> oh I believe it. But um Ray Ray, what are your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers for this upcoming season? <laughs>
1: The Carolina Panthers remind me a lot of the Lions in the sense that I just don't see that much improvement. Um, I don't... I don't know. Cam Newton, Cam Newton is who he is. Cam Newton's never going to be an elite passer. Um, and then you couple that... He, when, when you have to draft tall wide receivers to counteract your QBs and accuracies... And you basically say this in an interview that, that that's a red flag in my mind. I like Cam Newton. But I just don't see that team with the roster, with their holes in the secondary, with their their lack of um wide receiver weapons, and their offensive line is not good. Um, I just don't see them competing against the likes of the Saints and the Falcons in that division. That's keep it short and sweet. Massey?
2: Yeah, um, I got I got the Panthers finishing third as well. I think they didn't improve a ton. Um, they lost some people, you know, Andrew Andrew Norwell. We've talked about uh, one of the best guards in football. They lost. That's a mm-hmm. big. That's a big loss. That's
1: a, that's a
0: huge loss. Yeah,
2: it really is. And um,
0: they got Jeremiah Searles to replace him, and he's not much of a replacement. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and they, and they
2: lost some. They lost some decent players. I mean, they lost uh, Kurt Coleman. They lost Charles Johnson, Star LeToulier, uh Jonathan Stewart. Daryl
0: Worley played a lot for him last yes, year. Yes, Darryl yeah.
2: Worley. They lost Star, uh, I mean, Jonathan Stewart. I know they um, went out and they got C.J. Anderson, but I mean I, I kind of consider Jonathan Stewart and C.J. Anderson the same player. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just similar. And Christian, Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be the lead back there, but last year the, their leading rusher was Cam Newton. And, I mean yeah. with 700 yards. I mean – and he was there, he, he got the most rushing touchdowns as well. So, I mean, they rely on Cam Newton way too much. He takes a lot of hits. The team goes kind of how Cam Newton goes, but I don't think their defense is going to be as good. Their offensive line is going to take a step back. I think overall they take a step back this year. And um, I just – I see them finishing third.
1: And I think that the, depending on the rookie wide receiver too much. To, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, put, I do. Well, I do
2: like the wide receiver. Um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I do I really do like DJ
1: Moore. I, I think- like him just not as a rookie. Exactly. Yeah,
0: but I think this is the most talented receiving core Cam has had in his time there as a unit with DJ Moore, Tori Smith, and Devin Funches. I don't I don't think
2: I don't think highly of Torrey Smith at all. But I don't think I highly of fun- Devin Funches. Devin th- Funches th- is
0: okay. Devin Funches is good. I think I think DJ he's a ten- he's a red zone threat. for a rookie. And I think Torrey Smith is gonna stretch the field. I, I mean, what are, what's my other option? Steve Smith and a bunch of
1: hobos? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, I'm Just not... to, to put it this way, they begged Greg Olson to come back and not retire.
2: Yeah. And Greg Olson, problem. we'll see how he comes back. Greg Olson is one of my favorite players in the league that's not a cowboy. I, I, really, I really like him. He's a great tight end when he can play. I'm not huge on Devin Funches. I mean, he's a red zone threat. That's about it. Christian McCaffrey is maybe their best wide receiver besides D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore's a rookie. So we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. You know, I just don't see a ton out of this offense. I don't see a lot of that of their running game. That's the problem. Cause I like Christian McCaffrey a lot, but he's not a bell cow. He's not a guy that's going to get 300 carries, you know?
0: No, he's not. And he's not going to run in between the tackles. Yeah. he He's more like a Darren. He's more like a poor man's Darren Sproles, but you know, Darren Sproles is a lot cheaper. He's not a first round draft pick. Yeah. Um, but my playoff team, that's not making the playoffs this year, is the Carolina Panthers. They've made it four of the last five years, including going to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty. They lost to some team. I don't remember. Uh, that doesn't need to be mentioned. Denver Broncos. Yeah, Ray, Ray, we know. I just remember. Uh, Cam,
2: I just remember in that Super Bowl, Cam Newton laying on his stomach in the end zone, like in the, his end zone, the opposite end zone. And just, like, slamming his fist against the ground because he was so upset and crying. It was it was, it was amazing. Am- amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I was laughing so hard. I was like, dude, seriously, you're a grown adult. I just,
0: I just remember looking for, like, the light blue jello shots at the party I was at instead of the orange ones because <laughs> they were much grosser. <laughs> <laughs> Such an ad. <laughs> but – um, no, but the Carolina Panthers have hasn't had a back to back winning season over the last five years. They had a winning season last year, so I don't think they're gonna have a winning season this year. I think they're gonna drop quite a bit. I don't think Ron Rivera is that great of a head coach, even though he does have a AP coach of the year thing, which you know must mean everything because once upon a time Jason Garrett won one. Um, <laughs> so did Marvin I, Lewis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to put it together. And there's just too much to overcome in the toughest division in football. Well, that leaves us with two teams left. Ray Ray, you get to choose. You want to talk Falcons? You want to talk
1: Saints? Let's talk Falcons. I'll talk Falcons because Falcons are the team that I believe that I know is going to win the division this year. Um, If you just look at them defensively, if you can't tell, I have, I'm obsessed with defense, um, defense wing championships, and Falcons had a top-ten defense th- last year, and they have one of the youngest defenses in all of football. They are talented at every level of their defense. Um, you got Vic Beasley and, and Tap McKinley. And, and Tatt McKinley's going into second season. You got Grady Jarrett on the defensive line. He's a stud. You got Dion Jones, at linebacker. Campbell's really good, too. And then in the second year, you got Keanu Neal, Desmond Trufant, and one of the better secretaries in football. So defense, they're already very good, and they have potential talent-wise to be top five. They have the fastest defense in football, in my opinion. And then you just go to the offensive side of the ball. You have, you have MVP Matt Ryan. You have one of the top five. MVP from team. two years ago. But he's still an MVP. From two you're, years you're, ago. You're always an MVP. So is Brett Favre. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, get you. get, get you getting at though. So we're he's gonna, MVP. We're gonna... He's still a very good quarterback. What I'm saying is he's a good quarterback and he's MVP to say why he's a good quarterback.
0: Oh, so, so then Cam he...
1: Newton's a good quarterback. Yeah. Cause he was MVP. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. My point. I could, I could go, I could go, I could pull up a lot of that. So Matt Ryan's a very good QB. I, if, if you argue Matt Ryan's not a good QB, you should. Not I'm not be saying we're
2: about. arguing. I'm not saying we're arguing that he's not a good QB. am I'm, I'm he wasn't, in, he wasn't even close to MVP level last year. Not, I mean, no, he not wasn't.
1: Close. He was. The whole offense slack last year. But it's the second season with Steve Sarkeesian. Uh-huh. We saw. And we, yeah, and Steve, uh, Matt
0: Ryan's a good QB with Kyle Shannon in hand. Yeah. But is he a good QB a great, with Steve um, Sar- Sarkeesian? We'll see.
1: Um, I don't think you could be a good then, QB with Steve Sarkeesian. Then they have arguably the best one two um, running back combo in football with Freeman and Coleman. And then obviously they have Julio which who he's not going to he's not going to come to camp. Do up. they have Julio? He's I don't see him holding out. He's just going to hold out. He's going to do the Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to go to training camp. He's not going to risk He's going to take a vacation then he's going to come play. He's not going to he's not going to hold out the whole season. Yeah, I, how I that's going to affect that. him? I, he, he's a wide receiver and he's an elite I think veteran I think wide, receiver. wide receiver. He's fine. Most. He'll be fine. It might take him a year. I mean, it might take him one week to get in football. He he'll be fine. And I'm then they drafted. And they that. brought in Calvin Ridley. I just see this team as a team to beat in the NFC South. Not to mention, NFC South does not have repeat division winners. They just don't. I mean, if you, all all the the top three teams all have between 130 and 131 wins since 2006, they just even. They just don't have repeat winners. So it's the Falcons. No, well, it it is a
0: hotly contested division. What do you think the biggest hurdle for the Falcons uh, winning division will be, Massey? I think this is
2: probably the best division in football. It's very tough uh, outside of the Bucks. really. The, these three teams can, can all play. The Falcons, I got them coming in. I got the Falcons coming in second. So they did have some good additions. I do like some of their additions. I do like the drafting of Calvin Ridley. I think they got a steal with Ridley getting in so late. Uh, Ridley was my top-ranked wide receiver going uh, in the draft. So they, they got him late, and I, I, he's just a really good route runner, uh, has some speed, he has good hands, just a, gr- a really good player. But their defense their defense did take some big losses. Like Adrian Claiborne, I know we, we kind of made fun of him before. He's not really the greatest um, player, but he was their starting defense in.
1: Tack McKinley replaces him, and he's a first round draft pick. So.
2: And we'll have to see what he does. But yeah. he was—I mean, Adrian Claiborne was a starter over him, and they lost him. And they also lost. Dontari Poe. do they also lost Dontari Poe? Dontari Poe was just—he's um, a—he's—he's a, he's a people eater. He's just a big body who just completely, blo- takes up blockers and frees up the linebackers to go after the uh, the running back and the wide receivers. He just it's hard for a lineman to get off of him to get to the second level to block the linebackers. That's a huge loss. And they didn't really replace him. And that's, that's a big, that's a big loss, you know, so that they, they have some losses across the line. They, they lost uh, Taylor Gabriel, who I think was a really good um, uh, slot guy. They 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 still have, they still have weapons. They still have weapons. I'm not, I'm not going to try to say, Oh, Taylor Gabriel is a huge loss, but he is a loss in the slot. Um, I don't think they really replaced him. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be playing on a slot. To start the season, from what I've read, that would be interesting. Um, that's probably where he is going to be play. Um, I don't know how great he probably he probably do well on the slot. He's he's a good he's route. A good runner. route runner. He's yeah. a good route runner. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I think he has good speed. I don't know if he has great quickness. So it'll be it'll be interesting. He's a really good route runner, so he'll probably be able to do that until he makes this uh, transition to the outside, but. Um, they did. They have. They have weapons. I give you that. The Falcons have weapons, and that's why they're going to be a good team. And I think they're going to be a playoff team. I just don't have them winning the division. I, I. I don't. I can't say too much harsh stuff against the Falcons because I think they are a good team, and I think they are a playoff team. However, I do think. I think the biggest hindering block for them to win the division was the same hindering block that kept them from winning the division last year, and that Steve Sarkeesian being the worst. One of, if not the worst, offensive coordinators in football right now. And he that is, is one thing I can awful. agree with. Is he he is. could be the one thing that details. He took, yeah, told- he took a historic offense and Matt Ryan putting up historic numbers and just being ridiculously efficient to being average.
0: Having all of those weapons. Yeah, it's insane how bad his play calling was. And letting Sarkisian run it is like having a Ferrari... And letting a student driver drive it. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's just that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, do you it. don't know what you're doing. Like Here's the, a piece <laughs> of the most awesome thing we have. Here you go. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I just I, I think that's a huge hurdle for them. But I think the biggest hurdle for the Falcons to win the division is my team that I have winning the division, the New Orleans Saints. I like what the Saints did this year. Last year, they had the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year with Alvin Kamara, and they also had the NFL Defensive Player in the Year. That doesn't happen that often where they have both guys, Mm -hmm. and that defense is young, just like the Falcons' defense is, and they're hungry. Now, their QB might be old, but his weapons are young. Michael Thomas is a stud. They have a lot of receivers in that receiving room fighting for spots. They still have Ted Ginn. They have Cameron Meredith coming back from injury. I know Ingram. But well, they is, they brought
1: in Cameron Meredith. Yeah,
0: correct. Which, which, is, which is a good, back which was from a good injury. signing. Yeah, I like the signing. I really do like the signing. Uh, I know that Ingram is going to be out the first four games, but I think Kamari is enough of a player that they're not going to miss him too much. Yeah. And I have Drew Brees just kind of, man. Last year, he was just kind of like navigating the offense he was just like protecting the ball not doing anything too risky he had one of his worst stat numbers seasons in a long time but when the playoffs came around my biggest fear was facing the Saints when when the Vikings played New Orleans I did not want to face Drew Brees in the playoffs because Case Keenum didn't scare me and Drew Brees still scares the
1: bejeebus out of me
0: Rayway what do you think of the Saints this year and why do you have them
1: only coming in second? I mean, you basically already said everything I was going to say. Um, I like – now, I am interested, interested to see how Marcus Williams plays this year after allowing that touchdown by Stephon Diggs. We um, see how mentally tough he is because I think that, that could haunt a lot of young players doing what he did. But, I mean, they have – like you said, they got Marcus Williams, that, Mark Sean Lattimore, Um, They have Jordan. They have good pieces on defense. Not as good as the Falcons pieces, and they have Drew Pree. So, if they win the division, will it shock me? Absolutely not. But like I said, I just think the Falcons have a better defense, and I know they have a better defense, and I'm just holding out hope that somehow Sarkeesian is not straight garbage and they continue and. the, the, the NFC South division champions constantly switching continues. That's well, you hope, say though. the
0: Falcons have a better defense, but the Saints did have a top 10 defense last year, and they went out and stole Colt Kerman from the Carolina Panthers to bolster their defense. Yep. They did get Patrick Robinson back, who was an absolute stud last year in the slot in Philadelphia, and then they traded up in the draft to get Marcus Davenport to give him a little bit of a pass rush boost. So I don't know that the Falcons necessarily have the best defense. The, the, Saints were, the, the Saints were the
1: Saints were not a top-ten defense. They weren't
0: points allowed. Points allowed, which is what matters, because that's how I they care score games. I care more about games. points allowed than, than yards allowed. Okay. They came in tenth. Yep. Put okay, yards but... up on me all day, but if you don't score, it doesn't matter. Exactly.
1: Okay. See.
0: Massey, what do you like about the
2: Saints? <clears throat> I like the Saints just because I think I think their rookies are going to be even better. Lattimore is going to be better. Uh, Kamara is going to be better. So they already have weapons. I think you guys heard me argue for Drew Brees for the best quarterback this year. So I think, I think Drew Brees is going to go back to his normal numbers. Ingram being out four games kind of stinks, but as Matt has Do said. Do you want
1: Drew Brees to go back to his normal numbers?
2: I think Drew Because they haven't
1: made the playoffs when he was back to his normal numbers.
2: Of course they did. They won the Super Bowl when he was at his normal numbers.
1: So yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about the, the years year. afterwards. It just depends years? on the year. But he
2: didn't have a lot of he didn't have a lot of talent. It was Drew Brees doing it. Now he has the talent. Now he, I mean, you go back to those numbers. It doesn't mean everybody's going to be all of a sudden bad. He has the talent. He didn't have talent around it before. So, I think Drew Brees is going to go maybe slightly under his normal numbers, but I think Drew Brees is going to have a huge year. Ingram being gone, that stinks. But well, as Matt said, Kamara can more than make up for it. They have Michael Thomas, who's one of the best wide receivers in the yeah. league. They did some – I liked some of their additions. Uh, Cameron Meredith, we talked about him a little bit, um, I think it was last week. It'll be interesting to see what he can do with the quarterback with, uh, as long as he's healthy with the quarterback with, like, uh, Drew Brees. I like the addition of Benjamin Watson as a tight end. Benjamin Watson is not a guy who's going to put up a ton of numbers, but he's a reliable blocking and pass-catching tight end who's – I think he's, uh, he catches TDs. He's, he's going to be good. Jermon um, Bushrod is a good guard. Uh, Kirk Coleman, uh, the safety, has already been ad- addressed. You know they have they made some really good additions, and I don't really. S- oh, I'm not to mention Patrick Robinson. Um, Matt could speak to the skill of Patrick Robinson at cornerback. So they're, they're they're getting better. They're they're doing a lot of things. I don't really see.
0: He returned he- a touchdown in the NFC Championship game. He did and first you know, points on the board. Thank you, Case Keenum. Horrible <laughs> co- quarterback. I feel bad for whatever team he ended up with.
2: <laughs> yes. I don't really see any huge losses. I mean, maybe Willie Sneed um, and Kenny Vaccaro, but I think they replaced them both. So it's not that huge of a loss, losses for me. I just think that they're overall top to bottom, the best team. And in my opinion, they have the best quarterback in the division. I think Drew Brees is better than Matt Ryan. Yeah, I won't argue that. So I just, I just see them. As, and, they, and in my opinion, they have the better head coach as well. So I just see them I, – I, I see it close, but
0: I see the Saints pulling it out. Well, not only do you see it close, Las Vegas also sees it close. So let's go to our Vegas over-unders. So, Ray Ray, the Bucs, six and a half wins on the season. They had five last year. Are you going over or under?
1: Oh, Under. Under. I mean, they probably have the toughest four-game stretch to start off the season. Um, yeah, under. 4 I'll give them four games.
0: Okay. Massey?
2: I'm going to go under as well. Ray mentioned the toughest four-game stretch. I, I believe I looked it up, and it is the hardest four-game stretch according to previous year's strength of schedule. Is the hardest four-game stretch to start the season in the Super Bowl era, and so I think I think they're going to really struggle. I got them going four and twelve on the year.
0: Okay, all right. I also have them under. I think that they are going to clean house this season. That would be my bold prediction for this division. Everyone's going to be gone after this year. It's just not really bold,
1: man. Hey, look. Yeah, is that crazy bold? <laughs> yeah, and that's
0: fine. That might not be bold for you, but, you know, several years, four years ago, I was saying that Jameis Winston was a bust, and everyone yelled at me in Tampa for many, many years. And then he had a great rookie season, and they still yelled at me. Well, guess what? I was right, Tampa. Jameis Winston was a bust. He's gone. He might not even be in the league. He's going to get his second chance. The man's a creep. He out. Mm-hmm. So... Our next over under is the Carolina Panthers at nine wins. Ray, Ray, over or under?
1: Under. I mean, they got start off playing the Cowboys. I had to give Cowboys props. So they got to play the Cowboys, Falcons right off the bat. They got to play the Eagles, and they got to play the Saints and the Falcons twice. So uh, definitely under. And, and I just want to point out, if you look at the, the top defensive, the, some of the top defensive players, it looks like a 2014 Pro Bowl. Um, So, yeah, uh, they're a very old team. So, yeah, definitely under. uh, I'll give them seven games. Okay. I'm going to go
2: ahead and push at nine.
1: Ooh, a lot of wins in that division. Yeah, I'm Uh, also pushing at nine, though.
0: Don't
2: be doing that math thing, man. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm pushing at nine with the Panthers. I, I, I think nine wins is about right for that team. They're nine and seven. I'm good with that. Um, up next, Atlanta Falcons. Vegas over under also at nine. Ray Ray.
1: Nine. Wow. Over. Um, I give them. I give them twelve wins. Two.
0: You got faith.
1: I yeah, do. I that. I'm telling you that. Don't sleep on the 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 defense as fast as and insane. The defense has the potential to be one of the best defenses in football and. Then, I like I said, the only thing that's gonna kill him is Steve Sarkeesian. so I'm just hoping that second year it turns around
0: yeah, a lot of hope Massey
2: I'm gonna go over and I'm going to go with eleven wins i'm gonna go with those. Not far off? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with eleven wins, and
0: uh it's gonna be because of Sarkeesian. sorry, Ray
1: hmm. ain't gonna hate hate my team. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go over, but I'm only going 10 wins. I don't think there's as many wins in this division as you two think there are. I think they're going to beat each other up quite a bit um, as they have the last 10 years in this division. Also, this division has one of the hardest strengths of schedule in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the Saints and the Bucks were both top four strength of schedule. And the Panthers and the Falcons weren't too far behind them. They were also... Um, right outside the top 10. So, I just think it's that tough of a division. They were 12 and 13 overall. So, I only see 10 wins for them. Ray Ray, Vegas has the Saints at nine and a half wins. Wow. Is Vegas high? Yeah, Vegas gave them all low grades. Vegas is afraid of this division, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: you're right. They are very afraid. Um, I'll give the Saints – Saints are going to regress, in my opinion. They're still going to make the the – they'll get the wild card, but I'll give them 10 wins. Massey? I'm going with the over,
2: and I'm going to give the Saints 12 wins. My bad, over.
0: That's fine. We we don't listen to you that much anyway, Shrey Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over, but I'm only going 10 wins. I think that they and the Falcons will both have 10 wins this year, and I think the Saints will win it, be a tiebreaker, and both oh, wow. teams will be in the playoffs. So that yeah. is my Vegas over and unders. But that wraps up our divisional previews and that means we only have one thing left to do. So it's my favorite time, block fans, it's your favorite time. Hey Ray Ray, what you
1: talking about? I am making a prediction that in 2022 I know what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first round draft pick is going to be. And it is going to be Austin Recco, the high school kicker who just kicked a 67-yard <laughs> field goal. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> what are you talking about, Massey?
2: What I'm talking about isn't strictly football related. It's just a special request that I got. I just got done with jury duty. And I'm not going <laughs> I'm, I'm to talk about the specifics of the case because I don't think it belongs on this podcast. But what I'm going to talk about is the craziness that happened after jury duty. So we make our, our verdict and we tell it. And the son of this guy who just got convicted just starts flipping out and going crazy and yelling and screaming at us. And he gets pulled out of the courtroom. We get rushed into the back hallway. This is just today, just a few hours ago. We get pulled out into the back hallway and we can hear them fighting down the hall with this guy's kid just going crazy. They put us in this room. We're in this room for like 20 minutes and then they have to give us an armed guard escort back to our vehicles. So, as you can imagine, I was driving home with my eyes glued to the rearview mirror, making sure I wasn't being followed anywhere. It was pretty It was pretty intense, guys.
0: Uh, Matt,
2: what you sometimes. talking about?
0: That's insane. We almost had to record the podcast with Ray and his wife instead. <laughs> Man, I'm talking football. I don't know what they're doing in St. Saint- or in St. Louis. I don't know what the Rams are doing. I don't know why they're doing it. It's not in St. Louis. It's in Los Angeles. But <laughs> – Yep. I was going to let you
1: correct yourself. But,
0: <laughs> you struggle with those Los
1: Angeles. I do, man. Rams. So many
0: years. But $50 million guaranteed to Brandon Cooks. $45 million guaranteed crazy. to God, Todd Gurley. Not fully guaranteed. And a half million guaranteed this year to Namda Kansu. My boy Aaron Donald isn't even making $7 million. What are you doing? He's the best, best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Best defensive yep. player in the yep. league. No one yeah. close to him. And you're paying everyone but him? And it's you're the last year of his contract. You're paying a running back? This is the last year? You better franchise his ass next year because he's going to walk. He is pissed off. I know Matt Grant has talked about having him come home to Pittsburgh. I don't know what's going to happen with him. But, man, I do not see this marriage lasting long with the ramps.
1: Yeah, and that deal was $45 million guaranteed. You're correct. That's crazy. That's awesome. I know. I can read. It's shocking.
0: <laughs> but, all right, Flockers, that is it for this edition of the NFL Flock Podcast for the fans, by the fans. Invite your friends to listen. Share the podcast. You know what? Even if you don't have them listen, just hack on their phone like Hillary does to Ray <laughs> when he's not looking. And, like, have them download, <laughs> subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Guys, Ray Ray, sign off.
1: Hey, Flockers. Peace out. Massey. Have a good one, Flockers. Goodbye, Mother flockers! Peace.